Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we talk about the Jake Pete's hiring and interview. We also discuss the defensive coordinator position and where does LSU go next? you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good job. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. One team one podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. It's Matt here with Jack. Yes, sir. Episode 53. 53, Kevin, uh, no, no, no. T-Bob Bieber. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Uh, Sony, <laughs> F- Sony Fanua. Well Sony Fanua. Better name. T-Bob Bieber, he gave Actually, us a, um, he little, gave us a little retweet RT, today. RT today. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys, big, big shout out. We got one of our partners on the podcast right now, watching Brandon. Oh yeah, we got to pronounce his name right. Lejean. Brandon Lejean. Uh huh. He couldn't get me into the game the other day. No, he could not. <laughs> uh, we might get you. Do you want to go Saturday? Yeah, I'm planning. I on got. It. I, I got to get there like three hours early. Apparently, I have two tickets. Oh, nice. Okay, sweet. Two tickets to Paradise. Two <laughs> tickets to the PMAC. Um, so we'll talk about LSU basketball in a little bit, but first we want to talk about Brandon Lejean. And courtesy Buick GMC in yeah. Lafayette, uh, doing great things in Lafayette. Guys, I know we have people in um, New Orleans. We have people uh, – shit, we had somebody in New York earlier today. New York? Yeah. We had somebody in the Coast Guard in New York asking if we our podcast had dropped last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have people all over the place. You can still contact – Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, and they will still deliver a car for you. Get in touch with Brandon. We'll post all of his information on the Facebook page. Um, they are great, great partners of us. Uh, been very supportive of us. And anybody, I'm telling you, I, I've, this week has been something for me that I, I'm, I've been very, it's been close to my heart. Anybody that's been supportive of us whenever we were like, I mean, Really, I mean, I'm, we're still nothing, but like lower than nothing. Right. They were people that were still very uh, supportive of us even then. I'm like ten times yeah. right back at you. Uh, we'll talk about Jordy Colada in a little bit because he's one of them too. Um, also, guys, uh, Bear Process Safety, the Big Orange Bear, 
He's doing some work in, in Baton Rouge, uh, but he's also doing work worldwide. Um, yeah. I caught up with him the other day. He wants to go play golf with us again, so we need to hit him up yeah. as well. Uh, whenever I'm up, I get, I got my injection on Monday. Yeah. So after you Monday, test it out. <sighs> I got to do my injection and I got to do yoga after that, but then okay. I should be good. So we'll hit we'll hit the links. You'll get your yoga in, and then we'll tee off. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. So Bear Process Safety doing work. Process Safety um, a consulting company. They can do everything for if you got a safety manager, get them in touch with Bear Process Safety. Uh, the big orange bear is um, a big supporter of us. Also, Ether Insurance. Um, Adam Emirata. He's actually. Um, his new commercial started today, uh, on our station. So, uh, ether insurance, uh, they can do uh, insurance claims, uh, insurance quotes for any line of insurance commercial. Um, they do business, um, obviously business, but they also do auto home and life. Uh, so reach out to Adam and go to ether insurance on their webpage. You can Google them. Um, uh, you can do a quote free quote online. Um, and then lastly, I uh, went out to the distillery uh, last weekend at Sugarfield Spirits in Prairieville. Um, they are going to be a little partner of ours as well. Hey, and okay. I told them that I would be drinking their stuff on the podcast. So <laughs> here I am. I am. I got a little clinky going there you go. uh, with a little bit of Sugarfield SR1. That's their first batch. Cool. He walked through the back of the distillery with me. I'll bring you out there. Yeah. Um, they they make their own gins, rums, all that kind of stuff right there in Gonzales. Shit, yeah. Right oh, off yeah. the uh right off the interstate, right by um the uh the outlet. Okay. So round about that way. Um great guys over there. Uh Drew over there is a really a really good guy. Um big into bourbon uh podcasts too. So uh, we actually have an open invite to actually do a podcast live there as well. Is that sponsor number five or partner number five or Part- whatever you want to call it? Partner number four. Four? Yes, that you would sure? be four. Courtesy, Bear. Lots of rain. Ether. Lots of rain. Pot. Yeah, that's number five. Yeah. Holy shit balls. Good Lord. <laughs> These guys. Um All right. So, yeah, you heard uh, Lots of Rain if, you, if you're listening to the audio version of... Uh, big, big shout out to those guys as well. Uh, we have a promo code that you can use on La Terrain's website. I have another watch coming in from them, by the way. So, um, yeah, we're really, we're really excited, man. 2021 is, is brought a little bit of, uh, like a reflection period for me where I'm thinking about 2020 and everything that's happened in 2020. We started this podcast as like, man, we were just having fun. Yeah. Uh, we needed a breakaway. COVID happened. And I was like, Murrah, I need, I need something like an outlet. And this happened that way. And now it's kind of like become something. Yeah. Um, and we appreciate all of our listeners for, uh, reaching out to us. And we had people reaching out to us today, expecting the podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, every time that happens, I'm caught off guard of people like actually listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> so Appreciate to you guys. Uh, I wanted to do a podcast tonight. I've had a couple of drinks. I'm just, I'm honest. This is honest, Matt, tonight. tonight. Um, I've had a few drinks tonight. Uh, so I may say, I, I may have a couple of F-bombs. Who knows? But um, we let's get. A, we got a member of the Dash Sports in the crew. Uh-oh. Here we are. In, in the chat. All right. The, so. Watching the stream. All right. First of all, um, let's get to the uh, to the OC hires. Do you want to talk about that? What sure. do you want to talk about first? OC or DC? 
Yeah, have we have we had an episode since the OC? I think hour? we have. Yeah, I think we have. So okay. we've discussed uh, Pete's and Mangus, and uh, sure enough, we were the ones that broke the news, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you know, <laughs> but we break news. Yeah. So, um, y- uh, but yeah, breaking news sound. I forgot. Oh my god, I'm drinking. <laughs> breaking news. Um. Yeah. So, Pete's. Um, was like a name that we hadn't heard. And then yeah. whenever I got the news that Pete's was going to be one of the guys, I was like, oh, this sounds legit if this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of threw that out there. But the more and more... All right, so since we've talked, they've had the introductory press conference mm-hmm. with Jake Pete's and Mangus. Right. Um, Man. I mean, Just Jake Pete's. I'm, like, I was drooling watching I was, that press conference. Uh, Dude, that was awesome. I was fully erect. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I, had, I, I had a half chub myself. But <laughs> uh, he, dude, he, he just says all the right things. Yeah, um, yeah. He, especially, I don't know if he, I mean, I'm sure he does, but I don't know if he really understands the dysfunctionality of this team coming in from the Panthers, but the way he says some things, it sounds exactly what we need. Um, like preparation. How many times have we have talked about this team not yeah. feeling like it wasn't prepared yeah. for the he, game plan? He hit on all of the things yeah. that we were and I'm like, like, "Oh my god." Man, yeah, it that was that was one thing like attention to detail was a big thing mm-hmm. uh that we've talked about all year. And then he also relationships. said relationships. Relationships, that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, that was clearly lacking from last year's team. Uh and then he also said uh I'll use my players like whatever lineup is is the best lineup yeah. is what I'll go with. I'll play two running backs at the same time. I'll go no tight ends. Right. Uh, multiple tight ends. I'll do like whatever whatever is best. I'll do that. And I feel like that was another thing that we were kind of missing last year. So right. We kind of just, uh, you know, square pegs into round holes. Absolutely. All, yeah, a I lot mean, of time. Yeah. I almost feel like you should coach the defense. Um, yeah. Because that's apparently what the problem was on defense more than anything. Yeah, but that's true. That's true. Offensively, I mean, what one of the things that we were always talking about was, man, like first, first of all, the beginning of the season when we were complaining about guys not catching passes and, and you know quarterback looking like he hadn't seen this defense before, um, you know things like that. That last year we, I mean, the 2019 we didn't have any of that. Uh, you had the the summer of 10,000 catches, right? You had guys that, I mean, they caught everything. Uh, You had a quarterback that knew exactly what was coming beforehand, and he said exactly that. He said, you know, we we expect to know – actually, DJ Mangus, I think, is the one that said that, um, where, you know, they'll prepare so much that the game is – is secondary. Right. Um, right. Practice is harder than the game. Right. right. And, you know, they've seen every single type of defense and they know that there's always going to be one guy that's open and it's how quickly can you get to that read. Right. That's, that's something that I didn't see last year as much. Right. Um, man, I'm just so stoked right now. (laughs) Volume working. Okay. Volume, no volume. Okay. About to say, (laughs) you know how much preparedness I have. I mean, we've talked about DJ Mangus and Jake Peets. You you don't even need to know how much preparedness <laughs> needs to happen on this podcast right yeah. here. Oh, that would have drove me crazy right now. Um, all right, so we've talked a little bit about them. The defense was a coordinator. Um, <laughs> volume working in Basel. Well, that's a big deal in Basel. Um, yeah. So uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, we've talked. We talk, we said a few things on Twitter this past week. Um, I am closer and closer to 
thinking that I am about 95% sure of who the guy is. Right. Which sure. is Ryan Nielsen sure. from the Saints. Right. Defensive line coach at the Saints currently. This time last week, though, we also thought we had the guy. Yeah, we did. Uh, we thought Marcus Freeman was the uh-huh. guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guy's got six kids. Huge Catholic guy. Sure. Uh, Notre Dame is, like, number one on his list, right? Sure. Well, yeah, do you want to go to the Catholic school that's closer to home, or do you want to go to the school with rape allegations that's pretty far away and you got to move your family? Yeah, who's the athletes? Who huh? you got? Who you got coming back? That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I didn't mention that, but yeah, no, that's fair. Um, all right, so I think it's Ryan Nielsen, but we have heard some chatter about a couple of names. Mm-hmm. Not only just Ryan Nielsen, but also Joe Barry, Joe Barry right. with the Rams li- right. linebacker coach. Right. A little older, mm-hmm. I think he's fifty. Um, Although Ryan Nielsen's, I think, close to fifty. I think I he was younger than that. I think he's like, let me check that, but I think he's like 47. So uh, one of the things that we were, we were thinking about was, okay, well, who's going to be um, who's going to be first available? Is it going to be the Rams lose and the Saints don't? So <laughs> Blake, right. uh, the Saints don't to where you're, you know, you have Joe Barry is available before Ryan mm, Nielsen. Right. Uh, does that play into it at all? Or is are we just set on, in stone with Ryan Nielsen? My my questions are how much contact have they had with Ryan Nielsen before um, to know that okay, not only does he have interest in the job, but or, but are we willing to wait this long? Um, and is he going to tell us yes? Yeah, like that. That's my concern. You wait this long, and then he's like, nah, no thanks. Yeah, and you just spent two to three weeks of waiting when right. you could have hired The big thing Coach somebody. O mentioned, though, at his press conference was uh, you just got to be patient with this. You got to be patient. Right. Um, that, uh, once he said that, I was like, that, the writing's on the wall, yeah. right? Like, uh, this is this is the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or one of the uh, – I was thinking it had to be an NFL guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Well, how, how old is Nielsen? Have you looked it up? I can't find it anymore. Oh, he's just – Vampire. Um, he looks like a thug, by the way. Have you seen his uh, pictures? Uh-uh. I mean, he just looks I mean, he's like... Got the, well, yeah, I've seen his picture. He doesn't look like a thug. No, nah, not he's a thug. He's got a beard. He look, No, he looks like he is a goon. A goon. Yeah, okay, that you hire that. from the mob to like break somebody's legs. Oh, okay. That's yeah, the kind of yeah, guy yeah. I'm talking about. He I seems actually like, like a, that for a defensive yeah. line coach. <laughs> he seems like he could... Uh, you know, I feel like he carries around an axe with him. Yeah. You know, he seems like a lumberjack. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I absolutely see that. He's always chopping wood, maybe <laughs> body parts. I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, all right, so backstory on Nielsen. Um, the, the biggest part of that I remember him was he was the defensive line coach for North Carolina State. Um, back when they had Bradley Chubb, they had uh, Mario – what was his name? Mario uh, – uh, I don't remember. Um, that was uh, Ryan. Uh, I mean, sorry. Uh, I Reggie Chubb. Bush. Reggie Bush days. Mario Williams, I think, is his name. Okay, number one pick. Um, North uh, North Carolina State had a, a a few classes of like defensive linemen, and he was there for those. Okay. Um, he's moved on now. He's with with um with the Saints, and obviously their defensive line is is playing fantastic. But they're also um, you know, Cam Jordan, you can't you can't help but yeah be impressed with what he's done with the the defensive line. Um, <laughs> first time, long time. What's the latest on Pelini's next move? I'll hang up and listen. Jeez. Um, 
I'm who hoping, asked that? Yeah, uh, that was Blake Price from St. Joseph, Louisiana, uh, inside joke. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what Polini's going to do, but I, w- I would assume he is uh, going to collect his money and go play golf because apparently that's all he was doing in the first place, mm-hmm. correct? I remember towards the beginning of the season, it, was, it sounded like we may get to play some golf with him, and now I don't know yeah. if he wants to or if we want to. Um, you know <laughs> what we need to do is we need to contact Coach Brady and uh, right. Will Wade is completely busy at this point, mm-hmm. but not um, bi- not uh, busy enough to stop by walk-ons every now and then. No. Yeah, you had a breaking news. You were with uh, Will Wade. Yeah, we had a good little chat. Um, not really. Well, let's talk about uh, Jordy Collada for a second because he's yeah. been a, a big part of us. And like you know, we had the "Don't Be a, a Dick" T-shirt. Right. We yeah, posted that. That was on his. Uh, that was on, on his, his show set. for. Like two, three months. That's right. Um, and I was super shocked. Like I gave him that T-shirt, and I was super shocked that he did that. Um, yeah, he I didn't have to did do it. Did not see that coming. I didn't either. Um, I've texted with him a few times, and actually, I, you know, he he was let go yesterday, and I texted with him um, yesterday and today. Um, I even asked him, "Hey, look, if you want to come on the podcast, that kind of thing." Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, that's something that can happen one day. But mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with him in the future. But I had heard um, that it was a compensation package issue that they may have been trying to cut his compensation a little bit. Um, and me being in sales also and being like 100% commission, I get it. I completely understand. I don't think he expected them to let him go. Uh, he probably expected him to um, to renegotiate, but they did not. So probably some underlying issues there, um, and it happens in business. But Gordy's a great guy, and I've, I've heard some people. Some people tried to disparage him a little bit um, throughout this, not knowing what happened, but – Bro, that guy's a good guy, um, and he deserves um, another shot somewhere. If yeah. it's not in sports talk, it, maybe it's just sales in general, but guy's a great guy, um, and I'm hoping maybe he can come and do some shows here. Uh, I've even I've even asked John Brady, look, if you guys wanted to do a weekly show and come over here, we got all the equipment, I'm all for it, bro. Like, um, I know he's got advertisers and he's got all that kind of stuff. I'd uh, love to help him out any kind of way we can. Uh, I love to help out people that help us out. We were like yeah. nothing. He was helping us out. I would love to do the same for that guy. Um, anyway, kind of my two cents on the matter. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was at the basketball game the last uh, the other night with Brandon Lejean. Sure. Um, we'll we'll kind of switch gears a little bit. Uh-huh. I watched from walk-ons because <laughs> <laughs> let's tell that story. So yes, I, I went. I, I met. I came and met <laughs> you and Brandon Lejean at uh, walk-ons. We got a drink and then we headed to the stadium in uh, Brandon's uh, souped-up uh, GMC. That thing was killer, <laughs> yeah. huh? That was dope. Yeah. Uh, we get to the stadium and they're walking in to get their to. They just have their tickets. They walk in. I go to get my student tickets and the lady at the gate says uh sorry if you have a, if you're trying to get student tickets they sold out about 20 minutes ago i was shocked too when he when she said that we were i was there, like there's no way bro we were there 20 minutes before the game started mm-hmm. so that's why i was so shocked because i the georgia game the game right before that i got to the pmac like 30 minutes after the game started i still got in and there were a bunch of people behind me that got in too 
Um, so yeah, it was pretty. I mean, it, it granted, sh- Arkansas is a bigger, a better team than Georgia, and a lot more. You know, I was definitely a lot more excited for that game, but I didn't think everyone else was. But too. it's so stupid, bro. Like two hundred and fifty people. You know, I mean, you know how empty it was. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous that that's what they're going to limit it to. Uh, make some arbitrary number like that. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, basically students get ten percent of the of the ticket allotment. Right, which right. Blows for us. Um, I, I get it, but it blows. Well, let's talk about the um, the game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we jump out early. I loved, um, and we I've been talking about this. I've been at pressing right. for a long time, um, and. I noticed obviously early early on it was similar to the Ole Miss game where we were trying to press um, and basically get them to um, have quick shots and it seemed like that was working. Um, they yeah. were taking quick shots, probably weren't in their you know in their nature. Right. Um, we were able to. Yeah, they were just so off balance. Yeah. Uh, you know, like all their like their rhythm was just completely thrown early. And I mean, that's why we jumped out to that early 31 point lead. Mm-hmm. And at that point, because I, I was talking about it with uh, with the people I was with walk ons and uh, just strangers. And yeah. Yeah. Just random ass people. No, no, it was, <laughs> I was with a couple friends, but uh, like we got up by 20 early and, and uh, someone I was with said, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's great that we're up big, but, you know, eventually Arkansas is going to go on a run because we always give up a big run. And I said, sure, sure. But if we get up, if we can stretch this out, get up by 30 quick, we're not going to lose. Like, there's no run they can go on that would. No. Probably. I mean, I mean, they it, almost they almost got it to back to 10 at one point. One but, of our one of our one of our big that. friends, David, he had posted something on Twitter about the LSU Kentucky game. In yeah, I saw that. And I was like, like come you know, on. Right. Don't do that to me Why right now. Why are you now. posting that during the game? <laughs> during the game? During the game. Come on. 31 man. point lead. And I'm like, come on. Ugh. I don't need that right yeah, now. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, but that would have been what it would have taken. It was like an bad all. Bad juju on the game. That would, it would have taken an all timer. Right, exactly. To exactly. come back. Right. <clears throat> and and it, honestly, it was, it was a lot closer than it should have been at the end mm-hmm. of the game, but it was still a 16 point win. Yeah, it was still so. won by 16. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, if you told me at the. But that's what I was saying going into halftime when we were up by 20. It was like, yeah, I was kind of aggravated at how we finished the first half. But if you would have told me at 6 o'clock when the game started that we were going to be up by 20 at half, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. So, uh, granted, like I don't like giving up a 11-0 run or whatever they went on. But, you know, at the end of the day, we, we got to – all you have to win by is 10 or more. Mm-hmm. Anything above 10 points doesn't matter according to the net. Right. So, whatever. I, I didn't even think about that. Right. Um, that's how I always think about it is net. Well, I, that's how Will Wade thinks about it. If, also. if you don't get it within ten points, then it who cares? Well, I, you know that makes a lot of sense because I, I had posted a video of Will Wade. We were up by eighteen, I believe, at the time, and he was furious. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he was just mad at the, uh, what was happening on the on the court and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was like, this is so funny that he's so mad. I didn't take that in consideration yep. that a, a win by ten. No, I just I Will Wade. I've watched so many Will Wade pressers, and like he always talks about the net, and it's just like I'm just geared to think about net because yeah. like I remember one game last year even, and Kentucky was smoking us, mm-hmm. and we we made this like crazy comeback, and it didn't feel like we were going to win the game, 
but we ended up only losing by three. And I was like, that's huge for net. Like, we didn't win, but right. to only lose by three instead of losing by ten or more is always huge. That's interesting. Um, all right, so <clears throat> Cam Thomas has another game where he's not 100%. Um, I, well, I shouldn't say 100%. More of, like, just had a quiet uh, game. And me and uh, Brandon, we were actually talking about it during the game, which was he could have enough, he could have twenty points at the end of this game, like yeah. that we didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like it's so sleepy of a game, right? And he, he still yeah. ends up with twenty points. Yeah, I think he ended up with seventeen. I think it was seventeen. Points. Seventeen. Uh, it's just amazing to me how he's able to like right. either get to the free throw line or just get a couple of buckets, mm-hmm. and you just don't notice him as much, and he. You you only you don't really notice him until he gets to like twenty five thirty points, um, but th- he's just such a good player as far as getting to the free throw line. Yeah, uh, yeah. And best I've I, best and, I've seen in a long time. And he shoots ninety percent from the free throw line. Right, it's like I automatic. Mean, yeah. And he's one of the best free throw shooters in the country already. But but getting guys to pick up fouls is such mm-hmm. a big deal too. Um, you know, another thing that I had mentioned during the game was you know how is Trenton Watford going to be the SEC Player of the Year this year? Trenton Watford? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I saw on SEC Now that someone picked him to be their player of the year. But, you know, I I mean, I could argue that he's, like, the third best player on the team. I could argue I, it. So Darius Days? I would even say maybe fourth. Well, who, was jo- your, who was your other guy? I, I honestly, I like Javante Smart. I think Javante Smart's mm. a better player. I just – I. I know that Trenton Watford gets a lot of points, but that's because he's just he has the ball so much. If you talk about it from an efficiency standpoint, Javante, Darius, and Cam Thomas are all better. Yeah. And, like, you know, Trenton also has a big turnover problem. And I know he scored 23 points the other day, but he could have played a lot better in that game. I just think Trenton Watford is on a different level right now. And he's got True. the footwork, and he can get to the basket at at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's very, he's very, very good. But I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know if he's the best player in the SEC. I don't even, I don't think he's the best player on the team. Well, I think he's, I think he's probably the best player on the team. I take. Um, you, you don't think Cam Thomas is the best player on the team? Uh, I mean, I guess Cam Thomas. I mean, I think he's a freshman, so he, I think he's going to have a few games. Where he's like outstanding, and he's going to have a few games like where he's just. You don't even notice somebody scores 15, 20 points. Right. Um, but I think a guy like Trenton Watford is so – in. he's imposing on the offensive end, and he can get a solid 23, 25 points and maybe eight rebounds, but he's like a force. Like, when he gets the ball down low, he's scoring every yeah. time. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I just haven't seen enough guys on other opposing teams yet to know – um, like I don't know who Tennessee has that can put up, you know, similar. Yeah, that stats, is kind of the thing. Like that's that. kind of a common theme around the SEC is that like no team has like a guy, and LSU kind of has two, uh, that could be like considered a guy. Yeah. Um, I I mean I've I've watched a good bit of SEC basketball and I still haven't seen like that dude. I mean maybe Keontae Johnson went healthy, but. You know, he's, he's not healthy. He's not healthy. And uh, I don't think he's even going to play this year. So. And going back to LSU, Darius Days, um, I loved his game the other night. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he had, but, that's another guy. He had a silent 18 points. Yeah, but a lot of his shit is, like, garbage time stuff. 
Uh, not garbage time. I shouldn't say that. Garbage points. Like, he's getting rebounds right. and board. Right. It, but, but, I mean, put shit, offensive rebounds is huge. I agree. But it's not the same as somebody like Trenton Watford that's creating no, his I agree. own I don't shots. Think, I, I think Trenton Watford is better than Darius Days. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're all... I, I think the combination that they have right now is surprising me. Um, I, I still thought they needed a big, and I was actually talking to Brandon Stewart the other day, our other Brandon, okay. about this. Um, you know, I've been screaming that I felt like we needed a rim protector, things like that. Um, I think uh, jo- the way Joshua Blanc played the other night, I think he fills that role pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, <laughs> You got some, dude. Every time I look at the chat, I start laughing. Um, <laughs> I mean, Blake is just blowing it up. Is he? Yeah. All right. So uh, he's asking us about the Quidditch team. Jude Sansing, uh, Parker Edwards is the guy. I, I saw someone. I think it was Sam Bacon uh, was saying that uh, was saying something about can't wait to put the one team one podcast. Yeah, the sponsorship. golf. So, yeah, I need What's to call Sam. He called me. I need. I've called him back. I need to get in touch. We need to connect. What is this about? I don't know yet. So we'll figure it out. Okay. If I need to put a sign up, I can put a sign up. That's fine. I'm excited. Um, I would also like to uh, be the play-by-play funny guy. Okay. Walking around. Uh, yep. This is in March, so we have to figure out our schedules on that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get back to it. Uh, what was I saying about? Um, I, I love the combination. I. I was talking to Brandon Stewart about rim protector, all that kind of stuff, and um, the the thing that he was saying was the way that we're playing, um, a guy like a Big B Williams or something like that, yeah, um, Wade may have to adjust his playing style to to fit a guy like that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the 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 lineup that we have right now and the rotation we have right now probably fits exactly what he's trying to do as far as defensively with that press. Okay. Um, and I don't, you know, I never played um, basketball, like, you know, organized basketball like that to, to know the, the, the X's and the O's, but I'll trust, I'll trust a guy like, you know, Brandon Stewart, Brandon Lision, uh, and even, um, I mean, to see Hal Jubin in the, in the chat as well. Those guys know, um, basketball a lot more than I do as far as the X's and O's, but um, you know, <laughs> so I see a uh, <laughs> I see a comment about um, Josh Gray in the chat. So I've been a big Josh Gr- Josh Gray. Yeah. I, I look, here's what I want. Um, <laughs> and I told I was standing next to Brandon the other night when this happened. When um, it was the end of the half, first half. We take out um, Watford and we take out Thomas so they don't get their fouls. Sure. Um, and it was like, I mean, talking about 10 seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Just one more defensive possession. Yeah. And they bring in Josh LeBlanc for uh, Watford. Watford. Right. I'm like, just bring in Josh Gray. It's <laughs> one possession, right? I think, I and Brandon Lejean made a good point about this the other day. Just call him Brandon. The yeah, Lejean is just yeah. killing me, bro. Well, but we also have Brandon Stewart, so it makes it <laughs> yeah, confusing. Yeah, that's true. Brandon J. Um, so Brandon was saying the other day uh, that the big problem with putting in Josh Gray is that, you know, we play this matchup z- matchup zone defense, and you know you don't want to accidentally like, because you're switching almost everything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get him accidentally matched up on some point guard, and he's already like, I mean, he is a good athlete, but you know some of these, uh, especially for Arkansas, they got some serious athletes on the outside. 
Yeah, they did. He uh, get easily beat to the rim by any of them. I agree, but just what was one possession? Let's just get him in there. All I want is a big guy in there to to grab a foul, um, take up the foul that was going to go to a LeBlanc or going to go to a, a Days or going mm-hmm. to go to a Watford. Get a guy that can just take up a foul. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand what the problem is. Uh, Josh Gray equals Tuba. I mean, come on, this guy. He knows Relax. he's needling me. Relax. Needle. <laughs> Relax. Um, big boy. <laughs> Relax, big boy. Um, Wesley says, Cam Thomas is the most versatile player. Watford is the brains of the operation and smart as the grinder. You know, just seeing the way that Watford turns the ball over, I would not say he's the brains of the operation. Uh, yeah, I agree with I'd that. I'd say he's, I mean, he's, it feels like to me everything he does is just based on like raw talent. I feel like he's the most skilled. Uh, you know, well, Cam Thomas is very skilled, obviously. Um uh, Offensively, more skilled, huh? I'd say Cam Thomas is definitely more skilled. But Uh, offensively, technique-wise, to me, Trenton Watford is probably one of the best forwards in the country. Um, Yeah, I mean he's got he's got great uh, moves down the paint. I know he got called for a walk one time, and I was like, dude, that guy didn't walk. He just he just did a move that you're not used to, ref. Uh Like he had a he had a great drop step that that people don't see in college and you just automatically called it for a walk. Uh-huh. It was bull. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that we're in great shape. Uh, nine and two with, I, I feel like the, um, I feel like the press is rounding into shape. Yeah, uh, it will wait said the same thing. It's so funny that we had posted the, uh, John Brady interview from five months ago. I had to, f- Pull that up. Uh-huh. It was five months ago, and we were talking about the press, and we ended up talking exactly the way we're talking about it now. The only difference was we were talking about Charles Manning Jr. being at the top of the press, right. being a long guy. Well, now you got like Trenton Watford at the top, or you got like a Josh LeBlanc at the top, uh-huh. and you got Darius Days in the back. And yeah. I, I just think it's it's it works out perfect for the for so these guys right now. Charles Manning left. And yeah, he's at South Alabama. So was now. that like a locker room issue? I have no idea. That's what it sounded like. Or a playing time issue, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, I saw someone on Tiger Dropping said something about Will Wade saying that it was like a addition by subtraction thing. I didn't hear him say that, but that's what I saw on Tiger Dropping. You know, I, and me and Brandon have been talking a lot about um, how many guys he likes to play with, Will mm-hmm. Wade. I, I would love to see a 10-man you know, rotation, but I don't think Wade's he ever going to do it. I think he's going to do nine at eight most. and a nine. Yeah. Um, I think when Sharif O'Neal comes back, we'll see it at full capacity. Yeah. Uh, which you know, I, I like, um, I, I, I like what I see from, uh, Andre Hyatt. Uh, I mean, he's definitely one of our better defenders. Absolutely. I think he played fantastic the other mm-hmm. night. I, yeah. He's had a couple good games now. I, he played, he came in and played really well against Georgia too. Yeah. Um, he needs to stop shooting threes. Man, uh, he's airballed several threes this year. Uh, Brandon says, uh, relax on the turnovers. He's got Saw the that. ball more than anybody else <laughs> as far as uh, Watford. Uh, well, okay, you talking about Cam Thomas? No, he's talking about Trenton. Watford. Uh, right. It, Brandon, the only thing I would say to that is that uh, he had nine turnovers against Georgia. I don't care how often he has the ball. That's unacceptable. That's that's, a, that's crazy. That's yeah, a, that's absurd a amount of numbers. Um, I, yeah, but he cut that down. I think... I think if we can yeah, get... Yeah, I mean, he had five against here, Arkansas. Here's what I have to say about um, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Um, those two games, to me, are outliers compared to everything else because 
we were playing this press. It seems to me, just as a amateur eyeballs looking at them, that they have more energy playing that press. Um, and it's almost like they want to play the press, mm-hmm. and they've been wanting to play the press, and all of a sudden they're like finally getting to play the style of play that they want yeah. to play, the players. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me, and this is a... I'm a football guy, <laughs> do uh, you know? Down in my heart, it reminds me of LSU wide receivers in uh, 2018, finally getting a quarterback that can throw them the ball, and right. all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my God, we got a, th- a quarterback! Yeah, we can make plays!" Right? It feels like that kind of energy mm-hmm. all of a sudden is just around this team. Um, I got it. We got a message from Jude. Uh, are we worried about Mac McClung and Texas Tech? Did you see that kid? Dude, that was awesome. He's so sick, bro. That's awesome. Uh, that dude's sick. All right, sick. I almost retweeted that the other day, and I was like, this is the epitome of a dagger. Yeah. The way he hit that Man. with so much confidence, and he was like, everybody clear out. <laughs> I'm yeah, about dude, to drill he's, it. He's easily one of the best Woo. players in college basketball. I, have a I cons- can't wait for that game. I right. have a concern about that game. Um, if COVID continues, which it will, I have a feeling that they are going to call off that game and just keep it with conferences. With I don't conferences. think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. Just because I don't – I mean, they they went ahead and played all those um, preseason tournaments and stuff. And if sure. they weren't going to cancel those, then they're not going to cancel you know, individual games like that. Right. That's just um, that's my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Hal and, um, and Brandon going back at each other, I feel sorry for them, and I agree. Uh Let's see. We have some other comments in the chat. Feel sorry for who? For us? Probably. Um, what do we do? I don't know. Everybody feels sorry for me sometimes. E69, Wade trusts him with the ball in his hands. High risk, high rewards. I agree with that. Um, I mean, Trent Watford is like, he's a pro. This is this is his last year. Yeah. He needed this year to, to kind of get himself ready. You know, defensively, is he better? This year than he was last year, he couldn't get any worse. A little, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's still not good, but uh, I mean, he couldn't get any worse. Yeah, no, he's he's improved though. He's definitely improved. Uh, Texas Tech coming to the PMAC too. I agree. That'll be. I mean, I mean, how how awesome! I, I was telling Brandon this the other night I that um, after the game, walking out, I was surprised of how still how much juice and energy there were in the in the um, in the arena. Mm-hmm. I just. I didn't think it was going to be as as much as it was, um, so I was surprised by that a little bit. Um, I I thought that with that less of a crowd, it was it was going to be way more manufactured energy, and it wasn't, um, which, which was a good thing. I yeah. I was pinning a lot of stuff this year on okay home home court's not going to matter this year at all, um, whereas now I, looking back at it, home court does matter. It does. Um, yeah. I, I was I was surprised. Yeah, I, I figured it would mean more in basketball games than it did in football games, mm-hmm. just because you know it's uh, more closed, uh, right? And all that, and you can kind of the fans are more on top of you in basketball than they are in football. So, right, uh, that definitely plays a part. Um, all right, so we got South Carolina coming up. Yep. Um Frank Martin team, but Frank Martin probably won't be there. I Frank Martin think. will not be there, and he two won't. two assistants too. Um, I know that's a hard nose. I don't know team. if they're missing any players. I'm I sure don't know either. Are. I'm sure they are. Uh, they're they're always going to play. This is their sixth game of the year. 
Yeah, they're always going to play really tough on defense, but they're not going to have the offense to keep up with a team like us. No, no they um, average, I think, like 70 points a game. I'm so. just hoping that we don't uh, let up knowing that. Um, I want to see the same mm. style. Um, get it ready for your Alabama game because that Alabama game is going to be oh, the big game. Be fun. Um, that's Tuesday night, correct? Yep. That's here? Mm-hmm. Eight oh. o'clock. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the one we got to gear up for. And that basically, this is like a practice test for that Alabama game. Yeah. Uh, hope, and I'm saying that, but I'm hoping they don't say it that way. Mm. Um, I would like to see Cam Thomas fully healthy. Um, so yeah, I, I would too. I, I, do you need to like set him at all? I do. I think we're going to blow out South Carolina. I really do. I think we're going to get up early like we did against Arkansas. Maybe not, you know, 44 to 13, but well, uh, if you do, I think we're going to blow them out. I think we're going to be beating them pretty good early. If you do, I would like you to sit Cam Thomas in the second half. I'm hoping yeah. that's the case. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I tend to agree. Although I don't, he didn't seem like he was banged up at all against. Uh, well, Will Wade was talking about him after the game. Basically, like this kid's a warrior. Like he was oh, hurt, really? and he was still practicing the day, the next day, and he was still like going after it. And yeah, he was. He wasn't a hundred percent. Oh wow, he didn't seem like he was hurt at all. Right, and like that was another thing. Like he he was able to still um, do the things he was able to do. Yeah, that's it. Uh, House says. Uh, don't hold me to it, but I think there were a couple of players that would not be playing, and yes, Martin and two assistants. So um, it could have a it could have a short team for South mm-hmm. Carolina, which I would say the press is even more valuable, right? I'm sorry, say it again. I was, like I was if they're the short a couple of guys, yeah, uh, South Carolina, yeah. wear them out. The hell out of this yeah. team. No. This is exactly when you should be doing. Well, it, right? they're so bad on offense that I mean, like. You almost don't even have to throw them off the rhythm. They just don't have much. Right. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I just really don't think they have a chance, especially without several coaches. Um, right. And they're already not that good, in my opinion. Um, Brandon says, Cam's healthy. If we continue to see LeBlanc improve and the two freshman guards, we're going to be extremely dangerous. I agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBlanc, I, I, I agree with uh, Brandon there. LeBlanc is like – one of the missing links of this team, uh, having that guy that's going to be dirty down low defensively. Um, I saw one play where he um, basically palmed the ball out of a guy's hands, <laughs> and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Where did that come from? I don't remember that. Oh, I have to, I'll have to grab it on, like, YouTube and, like, clip it. That was such a great play. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah. like, just going, whoa. I mean, he's easily our best post defender. Oh, absolutely. He's not he's not our tallest guy by any means, but uh, Well, he's actually six seven, so he's right. probably one of them. But, I mean, <laughs> I yeah, mean he's, Trinan Watford is six nine, but Right, Trinan Watford and then Sharif is also six nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's a third or I mean, I guess if you want to count Josh Gray, but I don't even count him because he's not even <sighs> <coughs> I swear to God, you guys are trying to <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> Josh Gray is going to get meaningful minutes one time this year. He will not. But <sighs> well, because I think Sharif's going to come back, and he's going to be like our post guy, mm-hmm. um, even though he's not a post guy. But he's going to be our post guy. Um, I, I don't know. How much do you think Sharif plays when he comes back? I think, I'm think i thinking like 10 to 15 minutes a game. Sharif, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
something like that. I think like, he kind of like Darius Days, his freshman year. You remember? Yeah, that? it seemed like um, when he when he was healthy, he was he was one of our main contributors. Um, Brandon Stewart in the chat, uh, LSU eight and a half for South Carolina. I think I'm gonna take that eight and a half. Yeah, Brandon, don't tell Summer. I am going to take the eight and no, a half. No, we're going to win by ten or more. And I'm going to run. Uh, <laughs> well, yes. Wade's going to make sure we win by ten or more. Now, Brandon, Brandon Stewart is now getting on the uh, on the Josh Gray train. Um, Get off the train, guys. <sighs> Get on the train next year, maybe. No, the they're on the, the other train. Uh, Gray ain't playing unless there's injuries, multiple oh, okay. injuries. Yeah, no, multiple he's not. injuries. <laughs> I mean, whether or not I agree with it almost doesn't matter. Um, All right, I, I agree. I agree with y'all. I'm, I'm going to get off the Josh Gray train. Yeah, let's just officially. stop hammering this. <laughs> Damn. Let's. Uh, We're, what are we nine and two? What's I mean? You know, I'm going to say. Uh, stick with what we I'll got. do a breaking news. Josh Gray um, is starting against South Carolina. Something <laughs> like that. Um, Guys, uh, we are going to post some breaking news uh, in the next couple of days. Yep. I don't think any of it's – none of it's going to be confirmed. Right. Just saying. Uh, if you guys want to check it out on Twitter and uh, repost it, we would love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, look, somebody said something to us about – see what we've been working with. Yeah. Somebody said something about um, uh, making fun of us because we're just having fun. And I started the what a ridiculous hashtag. thing to make fun of someone for. I know, <laughs> I didn't understand it either. Um, but uh, we are just having fun. And yeah, who are your sauces? Brandon Stewart says um, tiger droppings. That's Usually. what I always say. No, if somebody no asks time. me who are my sauces, I'm going to tell you tiger droppings every time, mm-hmm. um, even if it's not true. <laughs> it's um, usually not. But Usually not true, but I will say. Actually, it's always not. It's always not true. Uh, I will say this. It's chestnut checkers, guys. Um, Mm -hmm. All I'm trying to do with this is laugh. So, Mm -hmm. and people are are, um, making me laugh lately. Um, All right. So, what are we expecting out of LSU football the next, I guess, week? Let's say that. What are we expecting out of LSU football? Yeah. Anything like uh, DC? No, because I don't I think, think so either. I don't. I, I think you think the Saints are going to win. I think Saints are going to win. Yeah, we can talk about that in a second if you want. Um, sure. I think. Yeah, I think Saints are going to win. I think uh, Rams are going to lose. Mm-hmm. So, I, although I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, that defense is crazy. Um, and I mean, if Rams lose, assuming Chalk holds, uh, then Joe Barry becomes available, and I guess we'll see what goes from where. <laughs> Things I go. I didn't. I didn't quite understand the Joe Barry. Um, how that. How that fits with LSU I and where the timeline was. Just think linebackers um, is where what people are thinking. But yeah, I think Ryan Nielsen definitely makes more sense. I. Um, I think that's the guy. I think it's mm-hmm. Ryan Nielsen. My question is, what? What if we go to the Super Bowl? You know, right. we're waiting around for this guy. It better yeah, be. Yeah, that's a Super Bowl's a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, We're a basketball school now, Craig Duga. Yeah, that's right. I'm with that. Is Craig on the? Is he, is he on the podcast? Tell him I'm drinking some Sugarfield uh, Spirits. Brandon uh, Stewart, you may like that one as well. It's the SR1 Sugarfield. Uh, those are our guys over there in Gonzales. Um, yeah, Craig Duga. He's a big uh, bourbon guy. So, oh yeah. Oh man, 
Big time. Nice. Bourbon guy. He's got it. I'm actually envious of his collection. So um, I am going to be redecorating this office in a few days, and we're setting up a little bar and everything like that in here, too. So I can't wait for that to happen. We need to have Craig come by. Brandon, uh, Lejean, we need to have you come on the show. We'll talk some basketball soon as well. Yeah. Um, Craig was here earlier, he says. So, um, And then Brandon Stewart is a big basketball fan, too, so we need to have him on as well. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think the Saints are going to beat the Bucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I they're hot, but. Keep hearing stupid. Our defense is too good. Keep hearing stupid booger talking about how, uh, like, the Bucks are a much improved team. You remember even when we beat them 38 to 3, he was saying. Uh, That's, yeah. He was saying, like, oh, well, Bucks are going to be a better team by the time the playoffs come around. Bucks are the better team right now, even though we beat them by 35 points. Right. Right. Uh, right. You see all the stuff about how it's hard to beat a team three times and stuff, but that when teams play a third time, the team that won the first two games mm-hmm. wins sixty five percent of the time. Okay. So, you know, it's I, I guess it's not that hard. Um, granted, uh, Bucks are definitely uh, at their peak right now. Right. Um, but who have they beaten in this in this little stretch that they're on? Fucking nobody. No. Like, I'm not impressed that you barely squeaked a win out and made Taylor Heineke look like a MVP. Right. <laughs> I'd never heard of that guy, and now he's, like, one of my favorite players because of y'all. Yeah, I think it's our defense affecting Tom Brady is the yeah. name of the game right. on that one. And is Hendrickson back? I actually don't know. Uh, I, th- I think he's if limited. Hendri- okay. Uh, well, if, he's, if he plays. Brandon then, like, Stewart may over. know that for sure. Um, he's <clears> a big Saints guy. Um I think he's limited in practice, so I'm not quite sure if he's going to be. Oh, did I just that? crash? No, not right. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if he is like 100% going to play or not. Okay. Um, but I still think our defensive line is good enough to affect Tom Brady um, and force him into some errors. You know, I, I love Marshawn Lattimore playing against Mike Evans every time. I'll take it 10 days out of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, I love the matchup with the bucks. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do with Antonio Brown. Yeah. No, I um, agree. That'll be tough. Yeah. But, and, and I also just think about like, it's Brady in the playoffs mm-hmm. and it just, you know, it feels like it would be tough. Yeah. But when I look at the matchup, it's just like, we're just a better team. Right. All around. So, um, say we say we win that, um, and then we have uh, the Packers. I Probably. would say the next week right. in, in uh, Green Bay, cold Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, win or lose that game, mm-hmm. if say you lose that game, I would hope that the Ryan Nielsen hire would be shortly after that. Yeah, yeah. like immediately, like you lose on Sunday, it's Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I would expect. And hopefully it's not I just I, I hope we don't see Ryan Nielsen is coming in for an interview. Cuz like well, that would just tell me that like all right. You so know, some of the controversy that was happening yet. over the Jordy Collada stuff was about him and Matt Moscona both talking about how and I completely could see this is that Ed Ogeron hired Bo Pelini without an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just hired him sight on scene, hired him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a disaster that was. 
I've also heard a few things, and I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this. Zach Arnett from Mississippi State came in, uh, and there's been some conflicting reports about that interview. Mm -hmm. We didn't offer him a job, is supposedly what happened. Yeah. Um, But I've heard, and uh, Brandon Lejean will know what I'm talking about, is that the interview was just kind of like dysfunctional uh, on our end, and we weren't prepared for the interview, and it was kind of unprofessional, and it wasn't (laughs) what he was expecting. Okay. Um, I've also heard that he came in with his Mississippi State gear on, which – I I when that's, I heard that I was like eh, I don't know about that. That's weird. I yeah, I don't know about that one. Jesus Christ, I hope he didn't do but that. But I have heard that a couple of times that we aren't um I don't know. I've also heard, you know, maybe I, maybe Kojo just like wasn't interested in him. I I've also heard this. And I'll say it. Zach von Rosenberg told me this that Kojo may have a bad reputation right. with different coaches um in the industry and that some guys are kind of feeling things out and he wasn't surprised. Zach wasn't surprised when Marcus Freeman turned the job down um, because of his reputation amongst coaches that a guy like Marcus Freeman would rather go to Brian Kelly than coach O and coach under him. Um, That says a lot, right? Yeah. Like Brian Kelly, that asshole. Yeah. You want to go work for that guy rather than coach O? That's a problem. Right. Um, I don't know how much that that played into that, but um, just a few things that we hear um, that I like to pass along. Um, we're not mm-hmm. breaking any big news here or anything like that, but I think there's some uh, there's still some some sweeping up that Coach O has to do from I guess what happened the shit show that happened in 2020. There's still some cleaning up to do. Um, from all that mess. Right. And then what happened to all the, so it sounded like we wanted to make a diverse hire here. And yeah. That, and I'd heard that from, uh, that was a, all of our, um, that was a Scott Woodward deal that he wanted a minority hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that had to do with the defense, um, with Polini and Bush having some problems with some players on the team. And that probably s- you know, stemmed from the black lives matter protests Mm. and it just kind of culminated the entire year. And there was a miscommunication and Woodward came in and said, cut the shit. I think we need a minority hire. Mm. Um, so I, obviously Freeman was their choice on that. And then after Freeman, you know, Derek Mason's already got a job, you know, who else is there really that's going to be qualified enough other than maybe like a Charlie strong. Sure. Um, who's apparently going to be the Jags linebackers coach now correct yeah he's going to be an nfl linebacker right. coach and then what what's the deal with like chris richard is he just off the table i don't know I, i've also heard stuff about chris richard not not actually wanting to coach in college mm. so i i'd heard that name for the last couple of years so yeah. i don't know why why it's not on the table but right um hey. he's also interviewed for some nfl dc yeah, positions I, saw that. I, saw, I think a raiders was one that he interviewed for look i i really wanted a guy that I look. I, I hate. I hate to be the guy that says I don't care about what color you are or anything like that. But I want a guy that can relate to the players. Yeah. I want a guy who commands res- respect from the players. 
Um, and I also want a guy that has an aggressive scheme. Um, right. I feel like I thought Bo Pelini before the season was going to be able to do that. But what I was missing on was that he could not relate to these players at well, all. Well, what you were missing on is that he just didn't really care that much about the job. And he didn't spend enough time. Right. And I think that's why he couldn't relate with the players because they were like, you don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, and like having a guy like Marcus Freeman come in that was is a young guy. He's hungry. He wants to be a head coach. Yeah. There's something to play for for him. He's going to spend the time that he needs to spend mm-hmm. on that team. Right. I, and, and it wasn't even – I don't think – I mean, Marcus Freeman should have been the guy we were looking at regardless of skin color. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He was, he he was, was the, the number most, one qualified. He was the most qualified yeah. guy for the job. Correct. Um, but I, I do understand the whole. Uh, it fit the box perfectly. Wanting to make for, sure that you know players weren't like wanting to make sure that twenty twenty never happens again. Exactly is exactly. basically what they're trying to do. Right. Um, it's not as important on the offensive there side there because a big problem with want to. Yeah, but on the offensive side, you could see where obviously twenty nineteen showed you that that didn't need to happen um, on the offensive side. You could have a young, you know, aggressive head coach, uh, uh, passing game coordinator kind of change the entire landscape of college football. Yeah. Um, And on the defensive side, that something about Dave Veranda and that quiet confidence that he had, and it was almost like an NFL level, where you're a professional here and he's going to talk to you like you're a professional, that transition from that guy to a rah-rah Bo Pelini, mm-hmm. uh, I think was like just dynamite. Right. And, but I think a big problem with the, I just, I don't know how much I buy into that as much as I just buy into like, uh, I feel like if Bo Pelini cared, then that rah-rah mentality would have worked. You know, yeah. because like you have, you see all those players before that loved him. Um, well, granted, I, they they switched from Muschamp to Pelini, which is you know like not even a transition at all. Sure, uh, it's almost the same dude. Well, at you're talking time, about a long time ago now, right? At like, that time, it was that same dude. But like you know, if that same Bo Pelini showed up in Baton Rouge, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, the, the other I think players would have responded to it if he would have cared. The other issue that I have with that is that. Um, there was an obvious, obvious problem between Bo Pliny, Bill Bush, and Corey Raymond. And never more evident than when Derek Stingley Jr. goes directly to Coach Ogeron and asks to be right. put on Devontae right. Smith. Going I above mentioned that on the Dashboards uh, show this past week. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, going above everybody to go talk to, talk to Ogeron, right. uh, above Pliny, everybody – and I mean, can you see like him going to to Raymond and saying, and Raymond putting his hands up and saying, "Go fucking talk to Coach O." Right. Like at this point, what do you want me to do? Right. Because I'm being stoned. Um, yeah. I I just feel like that's part of it. Now, if you get a guy like um, Ryan Nielsen, and I've, I've talked to somebody on this about this t- on today on Twitter, that he's a D line coach and he's never, you know, developed a a college scheme. Uh, he's never called plays. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you see Corey Raymond stepping in a little bit more on the passing game side yeah. and the secondary side and kind of stick, stepping up with that? Speaking of Corey Raymond, why is he only the cornerbacks coach? Why can't? Why do we have to have a safeties coach? Yeah. Coach O said that the other day that he's gonna we're gonna make sure we hire a safeties coach too. 
Um, Why? Why well, is that I, necessary? Well, if you have a if you have this guy who's going to come in as a D line coach, you don't, and you have Coach Ogeron, first of all, also, you don't need a D line coach. Um, sure. You need a linebackers coach. Yeah. Um, sure. You have a uh, Corey Raymond. Would you rather have another defensive coach, or would you have? I mean, so basically, you have. It, Say you have Callaway coming in as a tight ends coach or something like that. Uh, you're going to have six coaches on the offensive side, and you're going to have four coaches on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, so you're going to need that extra coach. Yeah, I guess. I just I don't – damn, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Say that I, just, again. I don't feel Say like that again. No, you're right. No, I, I – Say I that again. But what does a safeties <laughs> coach – like, I just feel like Core uh, Raymond could easily do – I agree. All I agree. I think it's more did, of uh, he did do all of it, and he did a really good job at it. I think it's more of having another defensive, uh, you know, and you could do a outside linebackers coach and inside linebackers coach. I don't right. care what you do. Right. I think you need another um, coach on the field that can also recruit. That's kind of what you're looking for. Mm. Uh, you can have a defensive end coach, a defensive tackle coach. I don't really care. Um, sure, linebacker coach. I, I know that they're not going to do this, but I would love to get Tosh Lapoy. Um, from he's yeah, he's nah, at the Falcons now, um, gonna be canned. I'm, I'm sure he already is canned, right? Um, and have him come here. He was at Alabama before, right? I mean, stud recruiter. Yeah, that would be a great hire. I agree. I, I, I don't think I don't think he's even. I on thought the radar. he was still at Alabama for some reason. No, nah, okay. he was a DC at Alabama when he right. left. Yeah. Um, I think he was also a um kind of shady recruiter for Alabama. Hmm, I'd love to see it. I would too. I'd fit right in. I'd love it. I want it. <laughs> I need it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, again, big, big shout out to Brandon Lejean, courtesy Buick GMC, courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, 4750 Johnson Street in Lafayette. Go see him. I'm going to post his information on the Facebook page. Like him on Facebook, he'll post used car deals too. So whenever he posts something on Facebook, you need to act quickly because it will be gone fast as well. Um, so big shout out to him. Big supporter of the podcast. Been there since the beginning. Uh, we appreciate it. Also, Bear Process Safety, the big orange bear, is doing work in Baton Rouge. Uh, bear Process Safety, uh, hit them up for any process safety needs. Let's see. They're right there. Um, check them out. If you guys are in the plant uh, arena, talk to your safety managers. See if they know about bear process safety. Get them involved with bear process safety. There you go, big orange bear. Doing work in Baton Rouge. Also, Ether Insurance, they just opened, guys. They just had their grand opening. I actually just started their commercials on Fox and NBC here in Baton Rouge as well. They do quotes for um, you know business home, life, auto. Uh, they can take care of any kind of insurance needs you have. Also, um, big shout out to a lot terrain watches. I got another watch coming in the mail actually. And, uh, sugar fields spirits. All right. So in Latin Gonzalez, sorry, Gonzalez, uh, they have their distillery and they have a bar, but with COVID and, um, Phase two we're in right now, they're not currently open in their uh, bar area. Okay. 
but they do sell their bottles in different grocery stores and um, liquor stores currently. What they're trying to do now is get into different restaurants. So if you guys go to a restaurant, go to the bar, uh, talk to a manager, say, hey, look, I'd love for you guys to get Sugarfield Spirits in their bourbon. That's really good. If you guys could do that, that would be awesome for those guys. They're a young upstart uh, distillery in Gonzales. Uh, I would love to see them blow up. Uh, they have a really good product. So reach out to those guys as well. You can uh, get their uh, information on their website as well, and I'll post that kind of stuff too. So anyway, uh, this is we've been really uh, – appreciate everybody following us tonight. Uh, appreciate everybody reaching out to us on Twitter about when our next podcast was going to be. I really appreciate, yeah. appreciate that. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but anyway, this has been one team, one podcast. Logan out. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good.